0: FinTech Hunting is hosted by Michael Hammett, JD, CMT, keynote speaker, author, and founder and president of Next Level Advisors. Join Michael as he seeks out tech visionaries, leading lenders, trailblazing executives, and other financial influencers to bring you actionable insights and lead generation tactics, all centered around industry greatness and success. to this edition of FinTech Hunting. We have a very special guest for you today. Her name is Toby Libra. She is the Vice President of Business Development and Director of Cybersecurity for the IL Group. And I could not be more excited to have her join us. Toby, welcome so much.
1: Thank you so much, Michael. I'm so excited to do
0: this today. Absolutely. Well. I know my listeners are clamoring to hear all of your knowledge and tips and tricks and best practices about cybercrime and stopping all of those criminals. But before we go down that road, can you tell us a little bit about your background? Because you have a wealth of experience in real estate and in financial services.
1: Absolutely. Uh, It's kind of a funny story how I jumped over from real estate to the finance side, but always been in the industry in one way or another. Uh, I started out as a simple real estate agent uh, with Century 21 outside of St. Louis a little over, oh my gosh, 19 years ago, and um, went off a couple years later and started my own independent agency, and I owned that for almost 14 years. Um, We did a lot of REO work. And unfortunately, with the two thousand eight burst, we did very well. We had contracts with several small community banks to do their r e o work before it happened sold the company and moved my husband and I, twin boys, two dogs and a cat, a thousand miles to the beach, and found i l group and i 've been here ever since
0: <laughs> fantastic well. When we start talking about cybersecurity, you know, one of the things that I, I know a statement that you've made a, a number of times is that you believe that only through education and prevention will we be able to curb the cyber crime epidemic that is sweeping through our industry an in alarming rates. What do you mean by that? And then we'll get into what are some of the things people can do to start thwarting some of these attacks and attempts from these cr- criminals?
1: Absolutely. I- I think the hardest part that we find as an industry right now is we throw tons and tons and tons of money at IT, which is great. Our IT people are doing a wonderful job. But where the problem lies in this specific epidemic, as you're, you're absolutely correct, is with the people. We are the weakness um, in this. They no longer are just attacking systems. The trends are to attack people whether that's through social engineering, whether it's through email phishing, all of the things that we hear about constantly, the people have become the weak link. So when we talk about cyber, everybody automatically goes to that's an IT problem. What we're trying to do um, here at IL Group is really concentrate on this as an everybody's problem from a receptionist at a front desk keeping track of security of who's walking in and out all the way to a CFO or CEO and knowing that they are being socially engineered and how to recognize that to spread throughout the company so we always say cyber is both it's an IT problem it's an information security we call ourselves IS problem it is both and unless we really work on educating our people and this constantly being top of mind and the awareness being the most important part of what we do at every level in the industry, we're never gonna be able to slow this down.
0: Well, and when you talk about the people side of it, one of the things that I have found is people want security, want security until it breaches upon their comfort zone and their convenience, right? Hey, I'm fine so security correct. checks until it takes me an extra hour, two hours to fly in a plane. Hey, you can do whatever you need to with my computer, but if I can't open up websites, if I can't open up PDFs, if I can't send things, then they oppose. So, how do you guys help people find that balance of convenience but making sure that they're secure?
1: Absolutely, and, and you know, being a traveler for a living, uh, we talk about that. How how inconvenient is TSA? Well, what's the alternative? it's the exact same thing with your organization. So it slows us down a little bit, but once it becomes the new norm and the habit of being more aware and slowing that down a little bit, that is where it outweighs what's the alternative. How much is it going to slow you down when you have a breach? Let's not just talk about the time that your organization is shut down. Let's talk about the billions of dollars that is spent every year over breaches you know we have three huge breaches in our industry in the last two years between equifax capital one first american these were all if things had slowed down just a little bit these were all preventable this is not something that can't be prevented and if it can happen to companies the size of all of them No one needs to think that their smaller organization, smaller credit union, smaller community bank is not going to be hit. This is no longer a win or an if, this is a win. And that's where the education comes in. So we have our IT people that are always pushing out patches for systems and updates and applications. Uh, what we have done is taken our education for our people and it is actually
0: called the people patch. So we are working on patching your people. So explain a little bit more. I, I love that term people patch. And I think that's one of the critical aspects that, like you said, everyone focuses on the IT and IT and it's just that one division, but you're only as good as your weakest link. And if people aren't don't have awareness, if they're not informed, if they don't understand the threat is real, they're gonna have huge problems. So what do you mean by people patching? Can you give us a few examples of what are some ways that you do a people patch so that people can prevent some of these incredible things from taking place?
1: Absolutely. We have a great continuing education program. We push this out to all employees, uh, usually once a month, it's pretty much what organizations choose. And they're going to be the latest trends, little short videos. Um, you will find that we keep it a little more lighthearted and fun. Uh, my partner Kit and I, he's a retired FBI, has been on board with us now for seven weeks. We completely designed our education platform. We wanna have fun. It's a dark, gory subject. Nobody has fun talking about this because everybody's terrified of it. We're trying to take the fear out of it And just know that we can beat this if we all work together. So when we talk about our education toolbox, those are modules with small proficiency tests. There are usually videos that we've done uh, to teach about a specific trend or cyber attack subject. And then the employees get to take a little proficiency test at the end. They get certificates. We really try and promote positive reinforcement with this. Then we go on site usually once a year with our clients and do an a live training. We go through where maybe some of the weaknesses are without pointing anyone out. And then we do fun things, play games, uh, much like a Jeopardy game or a family feud with all of the staff kind of in a teach back. And then we give prizes to the employees that thwarted the most simulated attacks throughout the year. So we're really trying to make this a positive competition um and positive reinforcement for what they're learning. We also in with all of the education, we are constantly sending out simulated attacks, whether that's through phishing, dishing, which is now calls, and smishing, which is text, we do all the ishing. <laughs> 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 so um, a lot of that's gonna fall on employee pen testing and just trying to find out where those where those weaknesses are. And we try very hard to never call those employees out. Um, You know, if somebody is going to fail the same type of threat attack two, three, four times in a row, we know they need a little more remedial training. And we try to make it more fun and where it sticks with them at that point.
0: Excellent. You had mentioned your partner, Kit, former FBI How does that help you guys stay abreast of all of the different types of attacks? Because the attacks are constantly changing and evolving. And that's really one of the challenges for all these financial institutions of how do they keep up to date with it? And and more importantly, how do you guys keep up to date so that you can train and inform them? You know, we are so
1: lucky to have him on board. Um, I'm not sure how I actually talked him into that. instead of just retiring, because he had a wonderful career with the FBI. Um, the the thing that it has brought the most is his knowledge on the subject, and that he had worked with us for over 20 years with the Bureau. What it is really helping IL group with is he has brought in this entire network of retired Secret Service, NSA, CIA, FBI, Um, that we get to use now as part of our networking group, Um, they are all mostly retired and go into the private sector. And that's brought that entire group into IL. And it's been an amazing wealth of knowledge for us. We get to keep up on the latest trends. Of course, we are all research nerds as it is. So we're always reading and talking about things. When you talk about the attacks and and how they ebb and flow, you know, ransomware kind of went away for a little bit and everything was email phishing. Well, now, uh, just in the second quarter of 2019, ransomware attacks were up 365 percent from the second quarter of 2018. That's insane. Um, Absolutely. You know, now we see that that one is is on
0: the uh, upward scale.
1: And so now we're all ransomware again.
0: So with that, you know, as the listeners are listening to this and they're saying, okay, so what do I do? Clearly training and continuing education is critical. Do you have some other tips, people listening out there saying, well, what are some things that I should be aware of? You just mentioned the major uptick over 300% in ransomware in the second quarter. What are some of those other key trends that you're seeing out there that our listeners should be aware of?
1: I think for the finance industry as a whole, the scariest figure that we have when we're doing our presentations is the finance industry is now attacked 65% more than any other industry in the world. When you really sit and think about that figure, that's terrifying. Cybercrime that is all being tried is led by financial fraud by 79%. Wow. That's crazy, crazy figures.
0: And the criminals uh, are going to go to where the money is. And, and with the financial institutions, that's where a lot of the money uh, resides. What are some things that people can do besides the ongoing training that they can prevent some of these things? If you had to give people three quick tips or you know, a handful of quick tips, what are some things that they can do to start thwarting so many of these attacks?
1: Uh, just direct it at people. We'll talk about that for a second. Slow down. Five seconds. Just slow down for five seconds. Look at your email. If the grammar is not typical of who it says it's coming from, if, if the spelling is bad, just little bitty things are what changed this entire world. If you get an email from a coworker that's usually like, hey, what's up? But it says, dear sir, (laughs) you know that's wrong in your gut. Slow down for five seconds. I think the hardest part is we have become so fast-paced in this industry and and my poor realtors and loan officers are probably the worst uh, as far as the pressure because it's on to the next one, on to the next one, on to the next one. and, And that's where it has to slow down. Um, so my very first tip is just slow down for five seconds and really think about what you're reading.
0: Great tip. There's
1: little tips. The second, there's little things just with email phishing. If you hover over with your mouse, just hover over the from, it's going to pop up a box that shows you the address it's truly coming from. So Michael, I could send you an email and it could say it's from Toby Libra. But if you hover over it and it's some weird address, you know it's not me. It takes one second to hover over that from if you're questioning the email and see where it's really coming from. So that's probably my top two.
0: (laughs) Excellent, well and I think even those little things of slowing down, of hovering over that, of checking the spelling and the grammar and I think like you said, whether it's a real estate agent, whether it's a loan officer, we're so transaction focused. We're on to the next transaction, on to the next transaction. Do you have any tips, especially as as things continue to migrate more and more to mobile devices and the realtor out in the field, the loan officer responding on the weekend and everything? What are some things they can look out from their mobile device besides those two tips that you just gave?
1: Two things on that. A little little bit on social engineering. Everybody feels the need to put every single thing about them on Facebook. It's the most terrifying thing I think we deal with. Because not only are these all just our clients, these are my colleagues. So you think about when you're posting pictures of your kids, but your address behind your house is on it. And then you say you work at XYZ Bank in your profile. They know everything about you right now. They just found out you have three kids. Your house address is one, two, three. This is what your house looks like. Oh, and you work at XYZ Vic. I could build a profile about someone in about five minutes with just that information. And now everybody links their cell phones to their Facebook page. So I have your email, where you work, your cell phone, and I know things about you. That's how fast social engineering happens. I know if you went to soccer practice or if you had a stake or if you closed five loans this month, it takes five minutes to completely social engineer someone. Now I can start sending you emails that appear they're coming from your company or a vendor or a client, and I can have money in my pocket in less than a week. They're professionals and they're very good at what they do. So I would say the biggest thing is not everyone needs to see everything about you keeping your email, your cell phone, all of that personal information that we hold so coveted, keeping that only for your contacts. That never needs to be open to the public on any type of social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, any of it, unless it is a one-to-one contact.
0: Gotcha. Great, great tips there. You know, when, when you start talking about all of these things, you know, I think fear comes in and like you said, the key to a lot of the education really is so that you have awareness, so that you'll slow down, so you don't fall prey to a number of these things that if you took the time, you could have prevented. What are some of the other areas that not only do you guys specialize in, but that can really help other financial institutions out there? I know you do the training continuation, but some preventative measures we've talked about, but maybe some of the system penetration testing, and, and maybe even touch upon some cyber insurance, just so people have an understanding of what are some of the ways they can do to better protect themselves.
1: Absolutely. Uh, in, in on the insurance side, uh, IL Group was founded 30 years ago uh, on lender-placed insurance. We were an insurance company. I was just privileged to get to start the cyber division strictly on becoming a cyber risk manager for cyber insurance two years ago, and the division has bloomed into now what it is, which is so fun and amazing. But you have to do the prevention first. So being rooted in that insurance world for 30 years, that's where we started. There's very big differences in cyber insurance. Everyone offers it. There's not a whole lot of subject matter experts. If you do not have a certified risk manager that is dealing with your cyber insurance, you need to change companies and make sure you have someone that is, because it is so specialized and there are so many new attacks happening and so many different coverages that it is very hard to keep up with all of it unless that's where your focus is. So that would be my first thing. Know the difference between cyber liability and cyber crime know that professional liability otherwise known as eno does have some cyber coverage in it so you're not having to double dip into three different policies so the insurance is very intricate and it needs to have someone that is very submersed in cyber insurance for coverage Uh, you know i have a license to go out and write homeowner's insurance i wouldn't know where to start so You know, staying in your lane is is the best thing when it comes to cyber insurance. We talk about the five modules of protection and um, governance. Governance is the very first thing. You have to have a plan. And, you know, with the new TRIA, everything that's coming down uh, with that, it is going to start being regulated that you have to have policies in place. So we do policy and procedure review, cyber, business continuity plans, your disaster recovery, incident response. You know, the last thing you want to do is when you suspect, suspect a breach is that now everyone's running around with their hair on fire and no idea what to do. It's much less stressful. It's much less recoverable or much more recoverable. If you have an incident response plan and you have that written out the minute somebody suspects a breach, that you go to your manual and okay, I call this first, I call this second, I call this person third, and now we've got the ball rolling with the people to get into your system and take care of things. So have a plan, governance number one thing. Cyber insurance for your protection number two, education start doing an education program. Of course, we would love for everyone to do it with IL group, but to stop this, just do it with someone. Um, That is the biggest, those are the top three. Then we get into system testing and we work hand in hand with your IT people to do that. I think that's what we, our first pushback when information security became its own world was IT thought, oh, we're trying to tell them what they're doing wrong that's absolutely not it, because they're doing a wonderful job. So now we have IT directors saying, thank you so much for telling the people that what we're doing by filtering their emails is right. You've taken the heat off of us. Right. <laughs> so I think it's just validation for them um, and knowing that they are doing exactly what needs to be done and we can come in and validate that for their IT department. And then, of course, um, incident response, God forbid, you know, once something is suspected that we do have immediate incident response so we can have somebody in your system or on site extremely
0: quickly. Toby, you have given us a wealth of tips, best practices. If somebody wants to find out more information about you or how can they get a hold of you, what is the best way they can reach out to you?
1: Our website is very simple. It's just ilgroup.com. And you can reach me on there. There's multiple links. Our education platform is peoplepatch.com. We're very excited that that is all up and running. And so everybody can go over and check that out. My email is super simple. It's TLibra, L-I-B-B-R-A at ilgroup.com. And I can always be reached by my email.
0: Excellent. Toby, thank you so much for sharing all of your great insights and your knowledge and wisdom. We greatly appreciate it. Have a wonderful day.
1: Thank you, Michael.
0: FinTech Hunting is brought to you by Next Level Advisors. Next Level Advisors, where businesses come to grow.